We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome to another special episode of Outside the Trenches. BJ Kissel with Nick Leckie and Tucker Franklin with a new spot coming to you from Jack Stack Barbecue in Lenexa. Apologize, lost my voice a little bit if it sounds funny. <laughs> but uh, we've got a fun show for you today, obviously talking about the Chiefs' upcoming game against the Las Vegas Raiders and believing if this is a trap game or not. It's going to be a fun episode because I obviously... Um, we were talking about before i already said no nick said yes and we'll get tucker's um <laughs> opinion on that here in a little bit but it's gonna be a fun show i uh, got a lot of cool stuff but again special thank you to jack stack barbecue to adam and jules up here in lenexa the newest jack stack taking care of us got some food coming out here in a little bit guys i'm excited yeah. to finally do a show here we've been talking about this for a while yeah we will have it's sort of the pride of lenexa right now <laughs> like you know jack stack coming in this 435 and 87th corridor yep. just getting built up and i just love it because usually we have to go to to town center mm. or downtown to get you know barbecue and for for them to come through to the the, the hood essentially <laughs> and, and bring us some good barbecue you know and just this place is just growing on me not only are our sponsors but the place just kicks ass yeah you know, it helps reason, it's, yeah, yeah there's reason why they've been in business for a long time it's pretty cool for sure it is yeah. pretty cool yeah it's an awesome place out here it's the first time i've been out here yeah, i've been over very long but it's there's beautiful. some beautiful decor here there's an iron cow that's yep. parceled up into like where they actually cut the meat. That's a that's a little <laughs> hidden gym right there. That's Sides where beef. that's where I wanted to uh, shoot right there. I wanted to shoot into that little cow, but yeah. we didn't do that. And everybody that's listening on our Apple Podcast or Spotify tomorrow <laughs> has no idea what we're talking <laughs> no, about. Or you pick the thing yes. that even people watching live right, can't exactly. see the video. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. of what we're talking about. But again, talking about the eight and four Chiefs and the six and six Raiders coming up. And again, whether you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. Uh, or listening after the fact on Apple, Spotify, or any of the podcast audio channels. We appreciate your support. Again, thank you also to Jack Stack. Whether you live in Kansas City or if you're around the country, they do ship all over the country. JackStackBBQ.com. They will take care of you. They'll dry ice ship that stuff to you. Mm-hmm. And we've done that several times with different people. Uh, and the quality still turns out to be that Jack Stack that you are used to. Um, but, guys, let's get into this show a little bit because there's a lot to break down. Talking about the Chiefs and Raiders, always going to be a good one. Uh, so let's go with the, the front of the queue, the three hot topics that we got right now. And let's start with the question, the title of this podcast, of whether or not this is a trap game for the Chiefs because obviously you're playing the Raiders 8-4 and four right now, but you've got that Thursday night game against the Chargers that's looming that short week coming off. 
Right. Nick, you said that you believe this is a trap game. 100%. So 100%. why do you think that's the case? Anytime you have a, a noon game, it's sort of like a nothing game, mm. right? Where a Sunday night, a Monday night, or Thursday night, you get hyped up, right? Because mm. it's sort yeah. of, like, you know, the national broadcast. And noon game, you sort of get, get sandwiched into all the other games. So there's so many games going on. You're not the only event in town. And based off the previous, which is only a couple weeks ago, previous score, you think it was a blowout. But in actuality, it really wasn't a blowout until late. Right. Right. They scored a bunch of points right. late, and it was pretty tight the whole game. And Oakland or, or Las Vegas, I will never not say Oakland, <laughs> by the way. Uh, Las Vegas, as you know, like I said, they've gone through turmoil, and, and they, they're, they're on the come up, and they want a piece of the Chiefs. And no matter how bad you are, good you are, divisional game, all bets are off. You get like a 51% advantage to the home team. Mm -hmm. That's about it. Yeah, I think that's really interesting to, to think about it with the two divisional games coming up, especially one being on Thursday. Does it kind of negate it being a trap game since you do have to pay attention to every divisional game? I don't know. But as you mentioned, this Chargers game is going to be huge next week. A Thursday night game that's for essentially for the division. Um, and it's going to come down to it could come down to just that game already, which is kind of crazy to think. And what would it be? Week 15, week 16 at that point? Um that's a massive game. So it's going to kind of be a big, big focus on that one. I know Mike DeVito, I talked to him this week and he said that they they're installing things for next week's game on the short week on Thursday. So they're aware of what they might call. So it's, it's one of those things where maybe the Raiders coming into town is going to negate it being a trap game, but I, I'm not so sure with them being six and six and a team that uh, is kind of struggling. It's could be easy for them to overlook. I just like the fact as the, the 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 petty Chiefs fan in me is just happy that we're disrespecting the Raiders by wondering if this is a trap <laughs> for a team that took, you know, an extra lap around Arrowhead last right, year right. after winning. Like, yeah. you're going to disrespect us like that. I'm glad that we could have this topic and it's not just completely out of the question of right. whether or not they should look past this team. I just don't feel, and maybe this is the cliche, like the leadership type stuff, and I know I talk about it all the time, but – they struggled so much earlier in the year. The offense isn't hitting the stride the way that they want, that they're going to be locked in to try to get to playing their best football. I think the defense is, so maybe on the defensive side, they could be looking ahead. I just, I believe too much in Tyron and Frank and those guys mm -hmm. and the mistakes in the, the way that they played early in the year where they made things a little more difficult on themselves than any of us thought they would. I feel like that taught them a lesson not to look for. They can't right. afford to miss out on this game because of how they played and lost some of those games earlier in the year they shouldn't have. And so that's where I'm coming from and it not being a trap game. Now I say that and the defense come out and not play well. Yeah. Um, and we're, it's going to be like, Oh, it was a trap game. Um, but uh, I don't, I don't think those guys will be in that position. Listen, it doesn't matter what it is or what it's not. I mean, it was almost a trap game for Tucker when he was talking about how big the chargers match is going to be on Thursday. <laughs> So I feel like Tucker's already <laughs> right. overlooking, <laughs> overlooking the Raiders I right am. now. And, and, and that's what you do. Like, you have to avoid that tendency for coaches to install for, for, for Vegas and install for Los Angeles mm -hmm. and say, okay, you know, we'll worry about Los Angeles Monday, right? That's going to be a super short week, all walkthroughs. Yeah. Yep. And so it's just something you got to look for. And it's like, man, I, oh, I, here I we think go. this offense is, oh, my goodness. If you're listening – we just got delivered some some pit beans and the, the, oh, yeah. the cheesy corn and some wings. Oh, the, the fire kissed wings. Oh, my goodness. Those are the best wings Ooh. in the city. Oh, my goodness. And Jules is taking – and she is taking care of us. Thank yes. you very much. Yes. yes. And so, yes. How are we going to And like I said, I, I think there's, there's one element. If you look at that 20-play drive by Denver. Right. If the right guard goes the right way, that thing might go to the house. Mm -hmm. Right? So, football is a game of inches. You can look back on certain plays and see that could have made, made or break it. 
All right, let's move on to the second question here in our three hot topics in front of the queue. First segment, and it's how long the Chiefs defense can keep this up. Five straight games holding opponents to under 18 points. We have seen them be flat out dominant. Tucker, how long do you think the defense can keep this up? Well, we saw in 2019, they kept it up all the way to the Super Bowl, right? Um, so I think it's not unrealistic to think that they can keep it up all the way to the Super Bowl. And, and another point that, you know, Mike DeVito brought up, which I, I think his perspective on the defensive side of the ball is just so valuable to have on the network, just to, for him to talk about the calls and the installs and everything like that. But as a mindset, as a defense, when they when they flip the switch late in the season, that can be huge to keep that momentum into the playoffs and, and be hot at the right time. Because he kind of talked about, I believe it was, was it 2015 maybe that they started off one yep. in or nine and oh and then went one and five to end it what, what year was that that was 2013 that was Coach first year okay so in 2013 and he talked about that year that was basically the inverse of the 2019 year where they got they got uh, cold to end the year and then had a first round playoff exit so i think getting the defense getting hot can really help them carry into the playoffs and it could really help the offense kind of get back into it because if you're thinking you know patrick Mahomes can now afford to make risks or take risks. I should say not make risks, but um, he can afford to do that because it's not a death sentence to turn the ball over anymore. Uh, that defense is, is competent and has been able to get stops and get turnovers. I mean, Juan Thornhill got an interception. Dan Sorensen got an interception. That they're, they're getting turnovers And now. Thornhill laid a dude out. That was one of the, that was probably the biggest hit of Thornhill's oh, career. Yeah. And he's done that a few times yeah. for a player. And it always stands out to me because coming out of Virginia, it was always the ball skills, the mm -hmm. anticipation, um, that, the, ability to take the ball away is what he was known for coming out of college so when he lays his shoulder down and uh -huh. lays somebody out a guy who gained probably 10 or 15 pounds of muscle since he's arrived in the nfl is it's fun to see i'd say it's he's got that physicalness and that's mm -hmm. what i love about mm -hmm. he's not afraid of contact and i think any, any good safety is going to be not afraid of contact and and i, I feel like the, the chiefs defense can't keep this up but it's going to be up to the offense again i mean this i think this chiefs defense has been here the whole time it's mm -hmm. the offense has been been given over uh turn turn the ball over going three and out not getting proper rest to the defense. And right now, this is a weird thing to say, but <clears throat> the offense, you're a ball possession offense. You know, <laughs> this offense right now, they're just not, they're not putting points on the board. Right, they're not right. getting it done. And I think it's just going through this identity crisis of, I think the Chiefs finally have a running game where it's like a heavyweight bout from the 90s uh -huh. where they can look at someone straight in the eye and say, we're going to run the ball at you. Stop it. Yeah. But what happens with the Chiefs is they stop themselves and they get pass happy, <laughs> you know, like because they just can't help it. They go, we right. want it. We're like, we got the stallion. We don't want to just do this. So, and and I think I think the injuries, the beatdown from from the first five games from from that gauntlet mm -hmm. has really yeah. galvanized this defense. And you know they've had to make some positional changes, uh, but they've learned a lot through those five games. They got sure. beat down in the media. You know, I said they're the yeah. worst team. You know, they they took that to heart. And like I said, said last week, say it again, say it forever. Melvin Ingram, he's that missing link. Yeah. I'm telling you, bookend, veteran DNs. And yeah, and this isn't to, to bop Chiefs fans, but I've thought about this quite a bit of Walter Payton, man of the year, Tyron Matthew being announced. And it wasn't that long ago <laughs> that he and Anthony Hitchens talking about toxic Chiefs fans because people were trying to use divisive language to make right. it seem like Daniel Sorensen and Tyron Matthew weren't boys. And we right. talked about on the post-game show, mm -hmm. none of it ever made sense to me because I know those guys were close and going out and making a few bad plays isn't going to make you turn on a teammate. Like no. that's not how no, that, you know, not that's not how that works at all. So none of it ever made sense. They were always going to be close and be tight and stay together through the struggles. People on the outside, all those things, all those outside distractions that could have affected them, it didn't. And that's the reason that we're in this position now is because of the leadership and all those things that we're now we're praising. Yeah. But Terry, Matt, they've got put through the ringer 
for being honest about how to stay close as a locker room that's not cliche like that stuff matters and it was uncomfortable when we were talking through it because it didn't seem to make sense like mm-hmm. they said they were close they got rid of ridiculed for saying we don't feel like we're that far off steve spagnolo said that we all made fun of him right and then all of a sudden, i did not i didn't make fun of him i didn't i didn't i like i like <laughs> honest about it but yeah. he got ridiculed for that time matthew got ridiculed anthony hitchens got ridiculed and guess what like i agreed with him i thought they were completely right i don't think they were getting a benefit of the doubt to to work through struggles so there's gonna be ebbs and flows yeah. you're gonna struggle you're gonna be good it's not just gonna come out and be top five the entire season right. like no. the 85 bears defense. top 10 all you need to be is top 10 mm-hmm. just it. be yeah. And you don't even have to be that. You need to be whatever you need to be in that game to win. So as long as the offense and the defense aren't both struggling at the same time, you can pick up the wins. And as long as you're healthy and playing your best by the end of the year, it'll be okay. But I think we need to swallow our pride or whatever that, whatever that, that messaging is. I think it's important that we have the perspective of knowing that these guys overcame even having support wide ranging. There's people Mm -hmm. that supported them blindly. There's a lot more of those people than there are people that were attacking but it's really hard for players sometimes to separate that and knowing on social media, who's coming after them, how many percentage of people are for them against them, all that kind of stuff. And, and it helped kind of create the character of this team. That's going to help them moving forward. It does. Well, and I'd like to give a shout out to, to management. <laughs> I, I think they had every right to sort of get rid of Daniel Sorensen after he made yep. really bad plays in yep. successive games. And, and you want to talk about culture and defensive identity and, and what you can do if they would have got rid of Daniel Source, and I'm not even talking about the pick six. That was great. It was a great mm-hmm. play, um, sort of redemption. But you look at the sort of culture of fear that you build when you have someone who messes up, you know, multiple times, multiple games, right. and they get rid of that person, you know? And it's something to me where it's like you really can't do that because then, then you set the you set the standard, say, you mess up, you're out. And then instead of playing to win, playing for each other, you're playing just to not mess up. And that's never good. And that shows you we'll stick by you through your hard times. And that really, that galvanizes a locker room. It really does. For sure. And I, and I think that one of the things about this defense was finding the right roles for these players. Because I think that with a lot of the injuries we talked about, you know, um, Willie Gay started the season hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't have him. And just trying to find the right way to use Juan Thornhill and Dan Sorensen and Tyron Matthew all at the same time. You got guys like Rashad Fenton coming into his own before his injury. And he was a limited participant and we don't I'm not sure what he was today at today's practice as we do the show live but um, I, I think that that's kind of a big thing is they really found the roles for these players to be in and Craig Stout mentioned on the KC Laboratory that that the, the defense is at its best now when Dan Sorensen and Ben Neiman have been on the field um, so it's kind of backwards to think about yeah. from the beginning of the season but uh, yeah it's it, it's been good to see those guys find those roles yeah and to Charlie's point, the bopping that came from Ken Swanson on the network, that's where that originated. But um, brought up Rashad Fenton, talking about the Chiefs defense, getting that guy back could be huge. The guy that I talked about last week is somebody that I'm excited to see down the stretch of the season. Guy who's 23 years old, uh, playing his right. best football, yeah. getting better. Uh, third year on a four-year contract. This is when you start thinking, like, do we extend this guy? Do we pay him? Because he's going to be a lot more expensive. And I'm going to uh, be a part of that train because I think Rashad Fenton has earned that in a lot of different ways. So, all right, let's go to the third topic here on our front of the queue. And that is, is a get, is this the get-right game for the Chiefs offense? Mentioned a little bit earlier, Tucker, before we recorded, you had the point that they put up 40 points last time. Mm-hmm. Is this what the offense needs? The offense hasn't been as efficient as we've expected them to be this season nice way to say that uh is this a get right game for the chiefs offense nick what do you think um i, I think it, they already had their get right game where this was that this is that turning point when they first played a couple weeks ago 
where the offense got right. Um, I just don't think this offense has not, as weird as it sounds, I think they're going through an identity struggle right now. Yeah. They're not really a struggle, but they don't know if they want to run the ball. They don't know if they want to pass it. The one thing about this offense that I've really, really loved, and it's so subtle, and this goes along with our, our B-sides take here, mm. Mahomes in the pocket. Mm. Mahomes running the ball like he's not worth half a billion bucks, like he's like he's labor, <laughs> you know, not running a lot, like he should be hanging out with uh, Jeff Bezos and uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. But, you know, so Mahomes running it, you know, gritting it out, uh, being wonderful in that pocket, you know, stepping up, finally feeling comfortable with his offensive line. And, and yeah. that, to me, was what, what I want to see more of. And it's that slow little baby steps that you're seeing from where they were, where you're like, okay, they're moving forward. And then it's like, like I said, run the ball. Run the damn ball. I know it's not like offensive linemen. I'm like, <laughs> this, is what this, this is what this offensive line was built to do. Yeah, it's it's a pretty power heavy offensive line, and you you got guys, you got Trey Smith and and Creed Humphrey burying guys. I think Creed Humphrey is the highest rated rookie on PFF right now, um, number one center. This is when we yeah. use PFF grades, right? Yeah, when it fits our narrative. Exactly. Yeah, we're fair um, about it. Yeah, uh, only when it fits. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Rashad Fenton is like the number three corner in the league in terms of PFF grades. But anyway, I I think that the offense kind of needs to get some confidence back, right? I think uh, this would be a good game to throw those deep shots, you know, get Patrick Mahomes more confident um, in, in his decision-making. It's been tough. His receivers have been dropping balls, and that's been very uncharacteristic of Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. Those guys aren't known for drops, but they've been dropping the ball a whole lot this mm-hmm. year. And and it you can kind of see him get a little gun-shy because of it, thinking, oh, I don't want to throw this ball because I don't want it to be tipped into a, a defender's hands and be a pick. So uh, I would like to see that confidence kind of get back to this this offense going into that Chargers game, you know, if they could really, if they can really get regain that confidence, I'll feel a lot better going yeah. into Thursday night. Those are great points, and we just had the question from Gina uh, on the comments. And again, anybody who's out there watching, please send us your comments, your questions. Looking through them now, and we'll bring them up and we'll react to them. But questions about Josh Gordon, and I'm gonna kind of combine anybody who's been on social media lately. There's a clip of Cooper Cup going around about him talking through kind of what, how he adjusted his route, you know, in the slot when there was a blitz and you hear the language and the way that he explains a lot of people talking about the language and I won't talk to anybody who doesn't understand, you know, what this is about or kind of understands whatever. But I think it's important. There's so much that goes on mentally for receivers, not just on the chiefs offense, but in the NFL in general, it's not as simple as just go run a slant. Right. And so, and we talked about this before, where I think it's a lot of mental stuff. If Josh Gordon isn't used to this, and I have no reason to believe this, I'm just guessing from the outside, isn't any in kind of insider perspective or anything. I just, it's not as simple as just run out there, give him a play and let him go run that route. Um, you have to learn where to be in certain situations. And if they're in a meeting room and they're going through, okay, what do you do here? If he doesn't have a perfect answer, Patrick Mahomes knows that. And he's not going to, when he's sitting there hanging in the pocket, trying to be confident, knowing that receiver isn't exactly 100% sure of where he's supposed to be based on the look that he gets. And that becomes much more magnified if you go out on the, the field and he's not where he's supposed to be and it's a negative play, it changes the game. So that's my guess yeah. is that the mental side and they have packaged plays for him. They just haven't necessarily happened the way that they're kind of built for. Um, I still expect him just because of the talent, the size, the speed, all those things to make some plays down the stretch. But I think it's all set based on expectation when we signed him. What did right. you think he was going to be? Mm-hmm. This is exactly what I thought was going to kind of happen. He was going to make some key third down catches later in the season once he got comfortable with everything. So in that way, I'm not disappointed or surprised or anything with this. Um, what do you guys think about necessarily Josh Gordon, what we've seen from him and 
is there a place for him moving forward? I mean, he's getting the reps. He's getting the snaps. You know, no doubt about that. But sometimes, too, you look at, like, when a receiver makes a side adjustment. Mm-hmm. So if you see coverage roll, if you see a safety drop down, if you're if a safety is topped over your corner, you know your corner's blitzing. And then Mahomes is checking those first two steps. And if he's saying, oh, crap, you're not supposed to run that next. And then, yeah. you know, so you're, yeah. you're done f- from the get-go. Yeah. You know, that's how you make your read. You're like, I'm seeing this. You should be here. He's not. Can't trust you. Yeah. So that way. So if you don't build that trust, you don't build that rapport, then you're not going to get your Byron Pringle on at all. Hard to talk while BJ's eating wings <laughs> over right. there. He's making goo-goo eyes at us. Yeah. Point guard. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, this is what I kind of think about Josh Gordon is, remember everyone had these lofty expectations of, oh, he's going to have a thousand yards. He's going to have 50 catches. Like, that's just like unrealistic. And we we, we see McCole Hardman, who's been in this offense for three years, not get those numbers. Byron Pringle, Demarcus Robinson. But you get a lot of clicks on your website. Correct. <laughs> you, you do. You're right. Josh Gordon's going to have a thousand yards. Exactly. Click, 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 yes, click, click. You You're right. right. And I think that that's kind of, uh, as you mentioned, BJ, the expectations were extremely high for him. And and Gina actually follow, like kind of followed up with it as like the same thing happened with like LaShawn McCoy, Le'Veon Bell. Those are two different positions, but I do think that there's, there's like, it's weird that you, you see these season signings come in, but I don't really think it's that out of the ordinary. I don't know if you can point pinpoint a, a mid-season addition uh, other than Melvin Ingram, I knew you were looking better. at me like Terrell Suggs. Uh, I mean, it's it it's really more yeah. defensive yeah. than I guess it is it's on the offense. Yeah, yeah. All defense. Defensive playbook is about one inch. Offensive playbook is about four inches. It was C.J. Spiller, but yeah. he was here basically on. Well, yeah, he was. Yeah, okay. But <laughs> but I'm but I'm saying there's not a whole lot of guys that come in midseason and then have just an incredible impact on an offense. So I think that kind of uh, hedging the expectations. I was always a, a pioneer of that. Like, okay, let's slow down a little bit. But I don't think I don't think this should be site for alarm because they signed a multi-year deal with him i think this is a i think this has always been a long-term game i think it's going to be okay next year you know you get you know draft a wide receiver in the first round get a young guy but then you have josh gordon in there who can kind of take those those reps that sammy sammy Watkins roll in air quotes i think that's going to happen in free agency yeah. i think brett veach is going to give yeah, a definitive so. weapon to patrick mahomes yeah. and guys like Michael Gallup, Allen Robinson, guys, one of those big name guys. And I've, I'm very confident in saying and having a chance to be around Brett Veach and knowing how they think Patrick Mahomes is never going to want for weapons. Yeah, like he's going right. to make sure that Patrick Mahomes has guys who can go out there and make plays. And if there's ever a time where we didn't see them make those huge moves, it was this offseason. It wasn't for a lack of trying. They tried to get Juju Smith-Schuster. Mm-hmm. They tried some of this other stuff that didn't necessarily work out. So. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the offense. Um, this just, becomes that get right game, and yeah, and just wait. Yeah, you know? like yeah. you know, Andy Reid, he's yeah. saving some stuff for playoffs. For sure, in the when, defense when you need it. Yeah, you don't want to show Josh Gordon too early. Yeah, and we had historically bad numbers from the defense, and they told us to be patient, and some did, and they were rewarded, <laughs> <laughs> whatever that looks like, were, rewarded yeah. for not, yeah. you know, thinking the sky is falling and then being proved correct. Same thing on the offense. Like, give these guys a little bit more time, yeah. and maybe there's some more. Uh, grace there and some more patience because it is Patrick Mahomes, it is Andy Reid, Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, all these guys. Um, but what they need is leadership. And what we see from leadership is from Fairway Independent Mortgage. Because mm. Fairway Independent Mortgage makes the home loan process as simple as possible by guiding you through every step, just as they've done for the past 25 years. Call Jennifer Dixon at 816-390-8898. That's 816-390-8898. Great rates, a focus on customer service and the fastest turn times in the industry that is fairway independent mortgage tucker i know that you are extremely excited about this next segment this is the tucker's crown yes. prime beef of the week yeah and what's going on on social media and i apologize for anybody that want thinks that this is going to be a football related topic it's not it is not 
But Tucker's got some thoughts about what's going on in the world, and Nick does too. Yeah, so I like to stay informed. That's one of my favorite things to do. Listening to the uh, – shout out to another podcast I listen to every day, New York Times is the Daily Podcast. A um, little 20 minutes get, get me informed on the day. Usually listen to it on my drive into work. And they were talking about the uh, the you know have you heard of Russia? Heard of it? Yeah, heard yeah, of them. Heard of them? Okay. Um, they've placed 175,000 troops on their border with Ukraine. Um, now this is nothing new for Russia and Ukraine to uh, to kind of go at it. In 2014, I believe he took over the Yucatan Peninsula. Is that right? You, no, that's Mexico. Oh, <laughs> what peninsula did he take over? Um, but that was at like. Donbas region? I, I'm not sure, but yeah. The it's U- considered the tropical region of the kind of okay. of Russia. So and like Russia. the Russian right. Yucatan Peninsula. Right. It's con- Yucatan is like It's on the Black Sea. Yeah, like you're Cancun. right. I messed that yeah. one up. Uh, yeah. That one was on me. Um, but anyway, they, he, uh, he, as in Vladimir Putin, yeah, is trying to, trying to gain influence back over Ukraine. And Russia, or not Russia, Ukraine had an incredible response to the kind of the European or the, the military tactical moves. They tweeted out a meme. Um, the t- the official Twitter account of of Ukraine tweeted out a meme and it was like different types of headaches. It's like stress, yeah, and then uh, you know it's pain and uh, headache, you know, and then they the one that's all red said being next to Russia, <laughs> and, and I think that was a, Taiwan replied to it and said being next to China. Wow, which is, <laughs> that's dangerous. Wow, um, that's, I think, social media people are going to cause a war. Wow. Um, so World War Three is going to be started by memes. Um, makes sense. So that's that's a big beef. That's a massive. There's a lot of beefs. I mean, and, and who knows how much of it is saber rattling, right? Uh, you right. know, like the, the positioning is. You know, they're they're looking to do the Nord Stream gas pipeline uh, into Germany. You mm-hmm. know, through Ukraine. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff going on that's economically that you know, with the price of oil being so high, Russia is profiting. Uh, but all the same time, people are are unrest, and, and Putin's always looking to make a distraction. Yeah. He's always saying, looking over here, you know, he doesn't, maybe this is the time where they get rid of uh, Alexei Navalny, mm. you know, that political distance they got in, in the deepest, darkest gulag in uh, Siberia. Yeah. You know? So just one of those things where is this a distraction? Is this, is this a threat? Is this credible? Um, do they really want to annex, you know, do they want to annex Ukraine? Is it you know, trying to get a deal done? Yeah. NATO? I mean, so much going on right now. Yeah. You just don't know. And I think people like to ask why now, you know, like why, why, why is he doing it now? And it, they're in the process of becoming a full member of NATO. Now it won't happen this year or next year, probably for a few years it wouldn't happen. But if he does it now, he'll have to do with the United States. Exactly. Like it's not contractually obligated. If that happens, the United States has yeah. to come or, yeah. or any of those, those uh, powers in the NATO. So uh, I think uh, it's just one of those things you keep an eye on. But I'm sure it is a big beef. And I'm really sure you thought beef. that you were going to hear about Ukraine and Russia on a football yes. podcast. Live from a barbecue place. I've got nothing to add to this. I don't feel, I'm not qualified. I barely feel like I'm qualified to talk about the Chiefs. <laughs> I'm sure not going to talk about Eastern geonatal politics or whatever you called yeah. it earlier. Um, but let's move on to Nick's favorite segment in our blind nil. And I'm going to start this off because I want to give a quick shout out to everyone that supported our first annual holiday or holiday raffle and toy drive. It was called the soul of KC who's benefiting operation breakthrough. Um, for anyone who didn't have a chance to see Dick sporting goods, uh, chipped in with a $5,000 donation, um, which put us over our goal that was originally set of $10,000, uh, to raise to buy toys, um, to deliver to operation breakthrough for this Christmas season. And we finished with a grand total of having raised $13,684 that we are going to use to purchase toys uh, to drop off to Operation Breakthrough this year. Um, anyone who purchased tickets for this, we will be drawing 
uh, for those prizes during our post-game show next Thursday night, that game that we're talking about against the Los Angeles Chargers. We will be out at the Kingdom Bar and Grill, new bar and grill opening in Overland Park, but we will draw the winners right off the start, uh, the start of that show. So I think it was 17 different prizes uh, that we'll raffle off, raffle off the Chris Jones jersey, the Patrick Mahomes helmet, all that kind of stuff. But uh, thank you so much, everybody out there that was uh, that donated and, and bought tickets and was a part of this. Uh, it was a really simple idea. We had some really great things that were donated by some local businesses. Yeah. Um, and so the whole thing was just everybody chipping in a little bit and it ended up making a huge impact and we'll make a huge, huge impact and we'll take some pictures, get some videos. So you guys kind of see that impact, but $13,684. That's a lot of money. Unbelievable. Um, did not expect it. I mean, you raised 200 bucks and you're happy because yeah, you right. made a difference and it didn't really yeah. cost anybody anything. Uh, but to do something like that, it, it was special. So my blind nail question to you guys, Christmas related, it's the best Christmas present you ever remember getting as a kid. Ooh. Tucker, since that wasn't that long ago for you, <laughs> I'm going to let you go first. So you don't have to dig back into the memory bank. Right. Um, I can remember getting a, a Wii for Christmas. I was pretty, I was pretty stoked about that one. Um, I think I got a PS2 as well for Christmas one year, but I think the one that takes the cake is we went on a cruise for Christmas. That's cool. Yeah, my parents just like, uh, or Santa, I mean, uh, just oh, wow. wait. No, I actually think that was for my my parents. Um, Kids can't watch this. No, it's I, I couldn't remember who it was from. Who put it up the tree? <laughs> it's from the North Pole. It's it all it all runs together. <laughs> but we just had like bag tags on our duffel bags. I'm like, what's this? And my parents nice. were like, we got a cruise and I was like, tomorrow. Was it like the next day? Like they packed you up and you left. No, like we oh. still had to pack ourselves. What? Okay. Hey, that, that's a good point. We should have had our bags packed. That'd have been cool. It is like, hey, get in the car. We're going to go out to breakfast. <laughs> Went to the airport. That would have been an hour and a half drive to Kansas City at that point because oh, wow. I was living in Trenton. Yeah, okay. but because... yeah, no, good, good time. We went, uh, set sail in Miami, went to Key West and Cozumel. Yucatan Peninsula. They see, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> go. I think I've been on a very the similar Ma- cruise yeah. in the same The places. Mayan Riviera. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, I would say my, my I don't know, like my one of my favorite gifts was getting the Super Nintendo. Mm. Yeah, I was going to, I like remember getting that that one year. Like, I remember getting, it was really cool, but I was geeked up. I loved it. But I think the most like shocking and like the best overall performance from Santa and, and his elves was one year my sister and I got these um, scooters. Uh, you know, the stand-up scooter mm-hmm. with the rubber wheels. And, and, and that's and then um, Santa brought it to us. So we're done unwrapping the presents, and it was just a knock. And then Santa was there with two scooters. I mean, I just freaked out. Just because, you know, the hype is there. You're like, who's that? Is that Santa? Santa's here? What's that's that? awesome. He went back there. So this whole production. And that's, that's awesome. I loved it. And I, was, I remember just geeking out. So, yeah, scooters. That is – that's a really good one. Mm-hmm. I think mine – it's almost like the cliche, like the first time I remember getting, like, my bike. Mm-hmm. because we we split time so my mom's side of the family lived in des moines and so like we'd go up to des moines one year and then like next year we'd be in kansas city we'd just go back and forth and this one was in des moines and somehow they got the bicycle up like we wow. the whole family went up there and like the bike i don't never saw it so wow. um it's amazing that santa was able to get right. it there correct um without any of us seeing incredible. you know the family in the car before the internet before the, before the internet map quest or called triple a it's a lot trickier in some ways christmas now than it was in the past where you know my wife said like we got to go christmas shop i want to go to stores and yeah, my wife's and like mortar, yeah. yeah she's amazon like things are backing up i'm like yeah let's go to, store. Yeah, let's go to the store yeah, and she's like no right we got to order online like two weeks ago i had a uh, i had the uh, sam had to come to my house one time he delivered shrek the dvd oh to me. okay wow that's nice. awesome it's great film that's great awesome. film but i remember coming down and seeing the bike. It was like that cliche, like you come down from grandma's house, you turn the corner and you see the bike and it was like a big neon green huffy 
like, and it had like the the spokes on it. I was probably like ten or eleven. Mags, whatever those things, the little the plastic ones. Or yeah, like the, the, yeah, the, the little mags. those little things. Um, but I always remember like coming down and like peeking around and like losing my mind. I was like, oh my god, I got the bike that I wanted, and it was like December in obviously december in des moines so no chance of riding a bike for months <laughs> but i had it <laughs> i think it was december right i think it was december right yeah but yeah that that's that's cool my blind nil that's nick really what do you cool. got so it's funny blind nil um i think we're all in the, the holiday theme yeah favorite and i want no thinking just blurt it out at the same time then we'll discuss someone's here each of you at the same time favorite holiday song go Say it this Christmas. I'd say the Mariah Carey song just because I hear it all. Like it's my wife's all-time favorite song. Is the first song we listen to the day after Thanksgiving when we're putting Christmas stuff up. So the all I want for Christmas is you. Okay, nice. So this Christmas, why this Christmas? It's uh, it's one of those that really gets you in the spirit. You know, Um, I do think I see all. All I want for Christmas is you is one of those that is played all the time. Yeah, Mariah Carey's got to be making a killing over that song. Um, <laughs> well, she, she, just because of that Twitter. song. Well, like, well, she's, she's got to. Well, that's what I'm about Twitter. <laughs> it's like, it's like, safe. like we, right. we switch from pumpkin spice season on Twitter to Mariah Carey getting the bag <laughs> season. On, you Mariah know, Carey gets song. the bag. So yep. it's like she's, yep. like the, she's like the holiday version of Bobby Bonilla. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we just yes. celebrate Mariah Carey Day like, like we do. And it's the day after Christmas. <laughs> I saw something the other day that talked about all these baseball contracts that were just yeah. signed. They're talking about like when they end, and then like a couple of them, like Bobby Bonilla, like yeah. after yeah, like these all end. It's great. Bobby Bonilla Day is my birthday. Really? Oh, yes. Stop July it. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That's so Canada cool. Day as well. Really? Canada Independence it's Day. Bobby yeah. Bonilla Day. Let's not chill out, North neighbors. <laughs> Let's start amassing troops <laughs> on our border. Then we can, right. Then we can yeah, talk about then it's it. Canada Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would say mine is um, Last Christmas mm. by Wham. Just I don't know what it is about uh, uh, that movie or that that music yeah. video. First of all, talk about the only person with better hair than Tucker is George Michael in in that video in that last. Have you seen that video? Yeah. Oh my! Mm-hmm. I mean, just glorious yeah. and just amazing. Like just in the most randomest video, they're like a bunch of young couples and they're up in the the, the, the snow and the mountains and they're frolicking in the autumn mist and whatnot. And just that song, something about it, I hear it and it's like just. Oh my, it's like my favorite holiday song. Like yeah. not even a second. It's like one, two, and three. It like takes the sweep of the podium. You know how I know we've been doing the show for a while? Mm-hmm. I knew that was your favorite Christmas really? song because we've done <laughs> enough awesome. Christmas podcasts over That's the last awesome. three or four years that I knew that that Wham song Glorious. was your favorite. And the other one is the the NSYNC song, the Merry Christmas. Like mm. you can't you can't walk into a department store and not hear both of the the Mariah Carey song yeah. and the NSYNC song, and you know sure. what song I'm talking about. If you heard it, yeah, you'd I'm be sure like, okay, be, yeah. that's the song. Yeah. Um, anyway, Tucker, what do you got for Blind Now? So I believe last week, or the last time we did this show, I thought it was last week, um, I, I asked you guys about your, your drink choices at a tailgate when it was kind of nice outside, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. It is getting cold out now. Oh, okay. So... And not your drink choices. What is cold outside? I was gonna say mine's the same. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what is? What's your food choice then? Um, we're sitting in front of some wonderful wings right here, and some barbecue is obviously a staple at a Kansas City, you know, Chiefs tailgate. Does the food change at all when it gets towards the holiday season? Are you might for a tailgate or for just... a tailgate? Tailgate. Ooh. Yeah. Um, I, I want to see a prime rib at a tailgate. I, oh. I think nothing gets you in in the mood than a big ass piece of meat with bones on it. You know, just to, just put it in the Ronco turkey leg. Just turkey leg. Just put it in the Ronco toaster oven. <laughs> set it, forget it, 
and just just get the real horsey sauce by the way not yeah. the cream the yeah. real horse sauce prime rib gets me in the the tailgate holiday mood mine's a little strange just because if i go to a tailgate i know i'm gonna go ham on some like buffalo chicken dip mm. like it's just you put it you did there go ham on it yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> anything off the grill is going to be Going like chips, it's just easy, you know. Get a paper plate, just load up a bunch of buffalo chicken dip, a bunch of chips, and just sit me in my like tailgating chair with my Captain and Coke <laughs> or my Five Farms and coffee. Mm. That what? sounds awesome. It does. I think <laughs> buffalo my best lie. Like but buffalo chicken dip is so it's underrated, yeah. but it's so damn good when made right. Yeah, oh, it's, everybody likes it when it's made right. What's the chip? What's the chip? The Tostitos scoops. But all the scoops. Mm, have you ever had? Of... Have you had the the yellow Tostitos restaurant style, the thick ones? No. Oh. oh my gosh! But you're the Change guy who life. likes Canadian ketchup chips. So I, I don't know if Canada, I'm. Gonna, I don't know if I'm going to take. You didn't grow up in Canada. I spent half my, all my summers there growing up as kids. So. Really? Yeah, man. June to August. Yeah. So, like I missed every single movie, like from like like kindergarten to seventh grade, because I was in Canada. Have you seen Heavyweights? Uh, no. That's offensive. <laughs> I don't know why that's the first movie that came to my mind. So I was offensive. like, you can't I'm miss so this movie right now. I am so I can't. Wow. <laughs> if you don't know how we're doing a podcast, it's, it's a and I was movie like, about fat kids going to fat camp. <laughs> I'm so. I swear I to you, Nick, it will triggered. be it'll be a top five movie so for you. Triggered. I promise you, you will love oh that movie. My. I know you well enough to know you would love that movie. I haven't seen that movie either. I haven't either. Yeah, I'm 23 years old though. So we're gonna do a. a, a Completely off the like off the books, off the cuff. Oh, yeah. Really? Watch party. Like if anyone out there likes the movie Heavyweights and wants to watch it with us, we will do a Live second tape, screen, second screen, <laughs> second screen watch party. So these two that. can experience Heavyweights for the first <laughs> like, time with like Ben Stiller and MST3. You guys probably don't understand like half the things I say are no, probably quotes from that movie, and you can just keep courtesy laugh and I, nod, I and you have no idea what I'm talking about. Wait, what, yeah. what year were you born? 84? 83. So I was born in 82, so I'm older than BJ, but yeah, somehow younger. Mm. It's so weird. It's so bizarro. I didn't grow, spend half my life in Canada. That's true. You yeah. I did. And I watched Heavyweights a lot. Because <laughs> it's a great movie. <laughs> so I, I'll put it on my list. I'm not making fun of you know, for being a bigger guy. You look at me like I just hurt just, your feelings. I'm just messing with you because I saw an opening. <laughs> it was an easy opening. All right, we're going to wrap this show up. Anybody who's got any final comments for us, please shoot those over. You got any questions you want us to react to? Let us know in the comment section. But Tucker, final thoughts is the Chiefs are getting ready to play the Oakland Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders. The Las Vegas Raiders of Oakland is what I've called them. Um, yeah, I, I think that, that this is uh, a game that the Chiefs have to be ready for. They got to be up for. Last time they were in Kansas City, they lost to them. They've seen this movie. Um, so. <laughs> Jackson, Jack's Tech Barbecue said that? That's insane. Okay, anyway, uh, last time the Raiders were in Kansas City, they beat the Chiefs, and they did a little victory lap, right? Um, so I think they got that'll be fresh in their minds. I don't think the Chiefs will actually overlook this team, even though they're 6-6 six and six and are on a free fall. Derek Carr has been throwing the ball downfield a little bit more. I don't think that's any cause for concern because how the defense is playing. These might be the best wings in town. Nick's like, oh, this pleases me. I don't me. remember what you just said because I just <laughs> you wouldn't get like it because it's from the out. movie that you haven't seen. That's you remember, right. um, you know how like great whites roll their eyes back and when they when they chomp things. Mm -hmm. I just did that. These wings, I'm I'm not even joking right now. Get on the scale. Get, get off the scale. 
you guys explain, gotta see that explain movie. Jack Stack's go kart. Say what Jack Stack said. We didn't send you to go kart camp, BJ. What is that? He just wanted to go fast one time. Don't worry about it. We're not gonna give anything away. See, see, you know what? See, you've never been a big kid. I was a husky kid my whole oh, life. I was a fat kid. Me too. But I'll you know, show you, you pictures. Know when, when you get on a go kart, you're getting that slow. I had a go kart as a kid. I completely understand the movie and wanting to go fast. I used to like with the go kart, I'd put like a bunch of socks on my hand. I'd reach back to the governor, like the gas cap, and I would open it because then you'd go like significantly faster. But it was spitting Is that out the like the trick. Yeah, you'd go back and it wasn't the governor. It was um, it was like a little regular thing, the right? fuel thing, and I would hold it open. But it would like shoot out hot air, so like burn my sock. Like the sock would catch on fire, but I could hold it for at least twenty seconds and hold get on. going. Hold on, you would put a sock on your hand and then touch the engine. It wasn't the engine; like it was a little go kart. I just reach back and like hold open the fuel thing. It was a little metal thing, and I'd hold it open, and it would let me go faster. The early nineties were so much more raw than now, and there was so much like sand in the cul-de-sacs from where we were at, from like during the winter and stuff that you could fishtail and like that's the best that's oh it's great go. it's like a jet ski right jet ski is yeah. fun for five my minutes. kids have no chance of doing any minutes. of this kinds of dumb stuff but i had a great time full throttle still well. donut donut i'm done mm. see you next year jet ski well this completely went off the rails <laughs> but we will uh we have started the the process and please let us know if um, see everybody in the comments loves the movie heavyweights too we are going to get something uh, together uh, maybe for the off season uh, do a little second screen watch party of heavyweights so these guys can experience the greatness that we have all already witnessed. So anyway, we appreciate everybody for tuning into this special episode. We will do some more episodes here. Again, thank you to everybody from Jules to Adam and everybody up here in Lenexa at the Jack Stack Barbecue for taking care of us. We are going to now eat some more food these guys oh can God, eat. I've been eating during the show. Those wings are the best in the city. I'm, I, like, I was a big peanut fan. But I mean, these wings don't even need sauce. No bad wings, mm. but these are the best. Oh Absolutely. Fire kiss wings from Jack Stack. Come up, get your appetizer. Tell them that we sent you if you want. Um, but we appreciate everybody for tuning in. Chiefs, Raiders, Sunday at noon. And we will be live for the Chiefs or the KCSN live post game show. Uh, we will be taking care of and breaking everything down from that one. Hopefully, they get their what, fifth, sixth, sixth straight win. Sixth, sixth straight win. Huge. So appreciate everybody for supporting us. Again, rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. A lot more um, cool stuff ready to announce sometime in the next week. But and appreciate, again, everyone's support for our Soul of KC holiday raffle and toy drive. Everybody, have a great day, great weekend, and be good to each other. And we'll see you next time.